And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Well, Christmas and lights, they just seem to go together, don't they? Uh, It's amazing and perhaps a little disturbing at times to see the time and the effort that some people put into decorating their homes with Christmas lights. Um, I don't really understand it. I have no desire to do it myself, but I do appreciate it. Um, In some streets, the competition between residents has gotten so fierce that they've dubbed this the light fight. Uh, as people try and outdo each other each year with more and more elaborate decorations. Um, Hiding under that, uh, those lights, is a house in there somewhere. Now, I haven't done this for a little while um, because my girls are a bit older now, but when our girls were little, and perhaps you've done this as well, uh, we used to kind of trawl the streets of Sydney looking for the best streets, the the, the houses that had gone to the most effort uh, to decorate. Uh, And we'd ooh and ah our way around the suburbs and talk about which one was our favourite. Perhaps it's falling out of fashion now. Uh, The carbon footprint for all of this must be enormous. Um, But let's not worry about that for the time being. Now, of course, it's not just people's homes. Uh, All kinds of things get lit up at this time of year. Uh, We see public spaces and public buildings transformed into, well, sometimes things of great beauty uh, and all through light. Uh, And of course, there's the Christmas tree itself. Uh, Now, personally, I'm a big fan of light. Um, As a former telecommunications engineer, I particularly like light when it's being passed through an optical fibre cable, um, carrying all that beautiful data with it. Uh, Light's not only beautiful, it's a useful thing too. But we are getting off the topic. Now, it's not entirely clear, I don't think, why lights uh, have become associated so closely with Christmas, but they certainly have. Um, I suspect it's probably got a little something to do with Christmas falling in the Northern Hemisphere winter. And, of course, there being so little light uh, in that time of uh, the year in the North. And so light is a significant thing in that it represents a symbol of warmth and hope uh, and even joy. Uh, the reformer, Martin Luther, he's rumoured to, in fact, have started the tradition of having lights on Christmas trees. He apparently got the idea as he was wandering through the forest, walking home one night, and he saw the stars filter through uh, the pines, uh, and he decided to try and bring something of that image, that picture, the wonder of that experience, inside the home. Uh, Now, to me, that looks like a recipe for a house fire. 
placing a bunch of naked flames on what could be described as a large piece of kindling in your lounge room, but each to their own. Now, regardless of the origins of some of these traditions, there's no doubt that Christmas and lights are now inseparable. And in many ways, that shouldn't surprise us, because when you go back to the original story, the very first account of Christmas, you find that lights play an important part in that story too. Uh, Perhaps most famously, as we just read, there's that star in the sky that directs the wise men to Jesus. Uh, I want to read to you again a few of those verses from Matthew chapter 2. It says this, and the words are up on the screen as well. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. A little bit further on we read, After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. The appearance of this new star signifies to these ancient astronomers that a new king has been born. This cosmic sign starts them on their journey and ultimately guides them to his location. Uh, And as we saw when they meet him, uh, they not only present him with these gifts, gifts fit for royalty of gold and frankincense and myrrh, but when they meet him, we're told that they worship him. Of course, it's not the only light in the story. Uh, On the night when Jesus is born, there are more lights. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. When the angels come to announce the arrival of God's Saviour, they appear in all their heavenly splendour. And the shepherds are surrounded by what's described as the glory of the Lord shining around them. They announce that God's Messiah, the Lord, has been born that night in the town of David. But of course, the greatest and the most significant Christmas light in all of this is the child himself. Hundreds of years before Jesus was born, the prophet Isaiah spoke about his coming this way. He said, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. When John is writing his gospel account of the life of Jesus, he picks up on Isaiah's language here, this imagery, and he talks about Jesus this way. He says, In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. So this one who possesses Life and light within himself comes into the world to bring life and light to a darkened world. When Jesus is born, 
a new star rises, a new light dawns. Jesus comes into this world to bring light, to reveal the truth to us. See, the message of the Bible is that we're all in a, a kind of darkness, a spiritual darkness, where we are unable and unwilling to see God for who he truly is. Jesus comes to illuminate God for us. And Jesus is uniquely qualified to do that. John will go on later in that same chapter to write this. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Jesus is the only one who's able to make God known fully because, well, not only is he the son who comes from the father who's in relationship with God, but, as this verse reminds us, he's God himself. And so the way that Jesus brings life and light to this darkened world is by bringing people into relationship with God. True light and true life is life that is lived out in relationship with our creator at peace with our creator. So how do you move from darkness to light? Well, Jesus tells us himself a little later in John's gospel, and you'll notice there's no false modesty here with Jesus. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. It's those that follow Jesus, the light of the world, who will walk in his light. It's through trusting in Jesus that we can find this light of life. Jesus didn't just come to shine a light into the world as some sort of symbol of hope. No, he came to bring his light into my life and into your life. His light dispels the darkness within us, our ignorance, our fear, our straight-up sin. It can all be overcome through him. He is the one who will guide you when you do not know the way to go, when you're fumbling around in the darkness. As the psalm says, he'll be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. In the darkness and in the fog of pain and of hardships, his light and his warmth brings comfort, brings healing. In the darkness of our confusion over our place in the world, perhaps the dysfunction that we experience within our own families and relationships, he shines his light, brings us into his family welcomes you as a cherished child, declares you loved, and gives you an identity and a worth that can never be taken from you. That's why Christmas Day is worth celebrating. We celebrate because the light of the world came to us. So whenever you see some Christmas lights as they get pulled down over the next week, let it remind you of the Christmas light. And if you don't know what it is to enjoy his light, 
if you've never accepted this new life that Jesus offers you? Perhaps this Christmas is the time, the time to accept this gift that God offers you, the time to find the life and the light that only he can bring. Let me finish by reading those words on the screen one more time. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life.